You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 9. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode nine. On today's topic, we will be talking about faith, which is a pretty broad-based and deep topic. Uh, We'll be looking at things such as what is faith, what are examples of faith, and when do we need faith? But before we hop into that, uh, we first wanted to thank everyone for listening to us. Uh, We're pushing, at this point, almost 3,000 downloads, so we're very appreciative for everybody um, listening in. And we wanted to give a shout-out to one of our special people who wrote a review here. So, John, you want to tell the people about that? Sure, yeah. We've been looking through uh, these reviews and um, just picked one at random of uh, that, you know, read good and um, sounded nice. Obviously, a five-star review. Um, Anyway, we just want to throw it out there. And this is from KWall1988. It says, uh, it's been a rough year, and this is definitely changing my perspective. I deal with mental illness and I've been struggling to find balance in my life. I'm seeing that it's about how we deal with our circumstances at bay and knowing that we control our attitude and our reactions. Love, love, love the podcast. Thank you, K-Wall. That is awesome, K-Wall. Thank you, K-Wall. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, and I would say um, for all the listeners out there, we do, and I was told this early on, and we haven't done the best job of probably asking or mentioning it, but um, reviews and ratings are really kind of the lifeblood a little bit of a podcast so if you are enjoying it we would employ or ask you to to write us a review out there we'd appreciate it and listeners also the lifeblood yes john without the listeners <laughs> could never review i'm sorry that john doesn't think enough of the people to realize that that's what we're talking about <laughs> i'm a man of the people man guys anything worth noting anything going on in y'all's lives before we hop into the uh to the topic today Man, it's just more Mardi Gras balls on my end. Ah, been, still, still the lack of Mardi Gras balls on my end. Living through Craig Cream, bro. Yeah, man. I, I got some pictures of um, Craig Cream over the weekend. Uh, looked like a great time. Uh, like we talked about, we're going to set this season out. Mardi Gras has traditionally been one of my favorite holidays. Um, I enjoyed dressing up, whether that be costume or formal, and dancing the night away. <laughs> Okay. I think Craig Cream's picking up this like for me this oh, uh, this year, though. Yeah, I was dressed as a jellyfish. Had a big glow-in-the-dark um, uh, mushroom-looking melon head uh, that lit up in the dark. Seriously, it was pretty impressive. We'll put some pictures out there on social yeah, media. Yeah, I saw that yeah, picture. We've got to get that out there for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture of you and Green Paul. Somehow oh. he seems to get on the podcast every, yes. just about every time or every other time. It's not, man. He's need, he needs to be a guest with us one day for sure. <laughs> Well, I'm rolling out tomorrow on the big trip, me and Cannon. Nice. Wish us well, Death man. Valley, right? Yeah, man. Death Valley. It's temperature's supposed to be nice. Like 70 is the high, 39, 38, low. 
So I'm hoping that I can get all my stuff packed tonight and a carry-on bag. That's the goal here. You've been practicing for a while now, so you should have that down. What's yeah, the uh, total can, time frame on the trip? Uh, leaving tomorrow, coming back Saturday, three nights, four days. It's right up my alley, dude. I think you should be able to make it into one bag, I'm just saying. Well, I, let me rephrase. There's a difference in carry-on and personal item. So Cannon is getting all his stuff into a personal item. I'm talking like my day pack. Wow. He's got the whole trip into that. I'm going to just try to go carry-on style. You know, my bigger backpack. Maybe get the personal item. That would be pretty cool because apparently the airline we're flying with, that's why Cannon's refusing to do a carry-on and is going day pack only. That's right, though. Nickel and dime, you, you carry on anything extra like that. There'll certainly be a fee added on. Yeah, and I'm also reading a new book that I just saw the movie of, Just Mercy. Would highly recommend I think I told John about this. Craig, did I tell you about that? I'm not sure if I heard about it. Is this the, the one uh, somebody was falsely imprisoned? Or, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome, man. It was very inspiring that. to me to the point that I've always had this thought of I want to go to visit. Do I've done it before, but like more on a regular basis, visit the elderly. Yes. You know, mainly because they're lonely. Just, just to lend an ear. Nothing for exact reason per se not like ministry or anything like that literally just to lend an ear which i know john's done some of that mm-hmm. and then i thought to myself though and i've got john on board craig so i'm gonna throw it out there to you if you want <laughs> what you got okay buddy <laughs> we want to go i want to go and i'm john you can speak for yourself in a second here to the prisons uh, well like our jail a, here. like a prison ministry well not necessarily service. even ministry okay but yeah you could call it that kind of in a way but like i'm talking literally I was throwing this around in my office the other day. I was getting a hard time about it. But I want to go just to lend an ear. Like, mm-hmm. imagine you've someone's in there serving time for five, ten years. And mm-hmm. I'm not condoning the actions, but some people might be falsely in there in the first place. But let's just say it's not even the case. Just to lend an ear to somebody who's got to sit there and is like, man, I still got 1,200 days to go. You know, can you imagine? It's got to be pretty lonely. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not condoning, but just to be an ear for somebody to, to listen to and, and give a ray of hope and a word of positivity, things like that. I feel that movie really inspired me to do that, dude. Wow, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, oh, God. I'm, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> now, I, I, you know, you think about the elderly, though. A lot of folks in nursing homes probably feel in prison to some extent yeah. and that they're yeah. not as mobile as they used to be. And a lot of their family members, um, maybe I know some are more dedicated than others as far as visiting and caring for them. And a lot of them just kind of get lost in the shuffle and, you know, the, the level of care they get at these places can vary. And so I, the few times, well, you know, not recently, but when my grandma was in the nursing home uh, before she passed, I know walking in those doors meant everybody's eyes would light up mm-hmm. just to see a young guy or girl coming in or you bring the kids. And it was just like Christmas to them to have somebody visit. And uh, in my, one of my, and I do have a grandmother in currently, but her health kind of keeps her from having too many visitors. But I think that would be a really awesome service. No, I agree, Greg, and and you're right. Um, the elderly people do light up. You know, I've recently had a, a priest who was friends with a family that was in uh, one of the local facilities here in town, and I would go see him. And every, a couple of times, I brought my uh, son with me, and bought the I, you just get, get chased around the facility the whole time by all, all the old people who wanted to talk to the baby, um, or hold him, or do those types of things. Uh, it was um, even just to see them was they just lit up like christmas you're right and they got so much wisdom you know a lot of them would love to just share so many cool stories with you you know i think that'd be pretty special 
Yeah, so that's kind of on my radar. But I liked the movie so much that I ordered the book. It came in. I went and saw it Saturday night. It came in month yesterday. So I started reading it. I'm going to bring it on the trip. Um, so, yeah, a little shout out to that. If anybody's looking for a movie to watch or a book to read, I would recommend. Well, recommending the book before reading it. But I can already tell it's pretty good from what I started with. Now, the reason why I started laughing, but I restrained myself as I went to go make a joke about hot dog. Uh, but... Hot dog jokes in the prison might not go over that well. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I'm glad you're refraining yourself for myself and for the listeners. Good Lord. (laughs) Seems like the perfect time to segue into faith. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, So when it comes to faith, I know we we had texted a few topics out just a couple days ago on what we should talk about. We all seemed on board for this a little bit. And I think a good place to start is... um, what is faith? And I've always thought of it as believing in something you cannot see. That's what I really kind of see the definition in my own head as. Or I like a definition out of Hebrews. It's actually Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, faith is a realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen, which kind of parallels, I guess, my own thought definition. And then finally... So I looked at those and I was like, man, let me Google it up, see what I can find on the line about this. And neither of those came up. I mean, there's some similarities, but it says confidence or trust in a person or thing, belief that is not based on proof, belief in God or in the doctrines of teaching of religion. And then the obligation of loyalty or fidelity to a person, promise, engagement, etc. So what do y'all think? What do y'all think faith? What does that mean to y'all, I guess? Good well, start. you know, the first point that you brought up uh, is similar to what I, I when looking around, I saw uh, a quote that Martha, Martin Luther King said, um, uh, faith is the fir- is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. So not having whatever you're believing in, um, you know, visibly seen um, was kind of to the point of what you talked about. And uh, it was a really neat quote um, that I just thought I wanted to bring up. Uh, I think faith and can mean a bunch of different things. You know, I looked, when looking around and talking about this subject, uh, first of all, I know there's a couple of little kids that I know that are named Faith. Uh, faith yeah, there faith, are children. Faith Johnson being one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome, Jonathan. Um, another thing that uh, came to my mind when talking about this subject was people's belief in uh, different things. For instance, uh, the placebo effect, which I'm sure Greg Cream wants to get in on this action and talk about it. So the placebo effect is a beneficial effect produced by a placebo uh, drug or treatment which cannot be attributed to the properties of the placebo itself and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in that treatment. And it's pretty interesting because whenever they do studies, uh, there's a wide range of effectiveness uh, that is attributed to the placebo effect for pain management, which Mm -hmm. is what uh, Craig Cream and I are in. Uh, Some of those studies show that it can affect pain levels as much as 50%. I saw um, there was an article published in Harvard Medical, uh, and it said that there was a migraine medication that they recently tested. And the um, effectiveness of the placebo is 50% of the medication. So it's pretty neat. So a person's faith or belief in, uh, you know, the treatment that they're going to receive has a huge influence on it. No, that's true. Uh, And that's what all, a lot of medical procedures and medicines are measured against is the placebo effect. And, you know, 
it's interesting. I saw some shows and they were talking about the placebo effect and they took these sugar pills and they gave them to people and they said, this is the strongest, newest pain medication that's out. And they were just really speaking highly of it. And it was amazing how many people, at least 30 or 40, 50% said, this is a life changer. They're crying. <coughs> I mean, it literally changed really? their life. And all I did was take a little sugar pill. And so it's sort of that, that mind, uh, mind over matter. There's a little quote that kind of goes with that, that I'd found that said, hope is wishing something will happen. Faith is believing something will happen. And courage is making something happen, which is more of an action, right? you know, but it's, uh, it's a, and I like that Hebrews quote was something also that I had, had looked at, thought that was awesome. And there's a, another really good quote by Thomas Aquinas, which I liked that said to one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. Hmm. So it's sort of that belief that um, if you have faith, um, you don't need to explain because you just believe. You know, you know with your heart and you're convicted that um, you're going to get what you're pursuing or that what you're hoping is going to happen will happen. That's a great point, Craig. I think a lot of times um, in life we might be asked why we why we're doing something, why we support something, etc. I've probably been in those situations where I'm like trying to. BS my way through it or come up with something when it's actually, I just have the belief in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that for, John? <clears throat> I'm just in agreement with you. <laughs> oh, wow, this is shocking. But truly, I have been in those situations before, and, and it's kind of simple. You know, the simple answer would be I just believe in it. I have right. faith in it, you know, right. whatever that may be. So I think that's a great, uh, a great qu- quote you bring up there, buddy. Yeah, and you have focused faith, I think brings abundance in your life you know it's funny i'll go park sometime in a parking lot and i'll always go to the front or the front of the store and in inevitably and it's not the placebo effect at least 60 70 percent of the time i will find a front row spot my wife's like oh you're so lucky and i'm like no i believe that there is going to be a spot there i have faith <laughs> for that, you know what and if it's not there then it's okay you know but i just always when you look for the positive and you have faith in the positive um it just seems to show up more often, you know, I don't know. I just, it's something like if you, if you constantly focus on negative, uh, things, you're not looking for solutions. Um, you know, I think inevitably you just kind of live this life where it's like always the bad things are happening. But if you just have the faith for abundance and positive outcomes, even if, you know, there's no proof that it's going to happen, you just show up with that attitude and inevitably I just, it has a way of appearing. Craig, speaking of which, it's just so funny you were saying that. This <laughs> reminds me of one of my thoughts on life, John. A half a glass full. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Thank goodness we we have him uh, completely honest now. We I, I purchased him a half a glass. So there's literally a half beautiful. of a glass sitting here. Hopefully we can find some liquid that uh, you can that truly is appreciate awesome. the half a glass. Um, <laughs> it's not full right now. The half a glass is empty. Um, but now he's going to be honest when he starts talking this jargon in all sincerity though the reason i like to say a half a glass full or half glass full for the regular way of saying it is <laughs> having that mindset it goes back to one of our former episodes positive mindset i'm, I'm kind of one of those things too believers craig having faith in positivity or something positive happening in my life seeing things as whatever it is for the positive that is a great way to look at it having faith in something good happening to myself or to the people around me or Things are going to turn around when it's bleak. It is like, because sometimes you might be in a tough spot in your life and you're sitting there thinking, man, how in the world am I going to get out of this? How is this going to get better? 
Um, maybe even if you're sick, how am I going to feel better? When is this going to go away? But having the belief that it will, when you don't exactly know the solution as to how it's going to, or the end result is, is a great example. Absolutely. I think back to one of the episodes you mentioned, whenever you're sick, you just, you just kind of appreciate where you're at. Embrace you, it. You embrace the pain and you have the faith to know that it's going to get better. Yeah. Now you've had some proof in the past that that's going to happen, mm-hmm. but um, you know that that light will shine again and you'll be in a better place. So it gets you through those tough times. Yeah. When, when talking about this topic, I think uh, the first thing that comes to most people's uh, mind is, you know, belief in God or belief in <clears throat> a higher power or something of that nature. So looked up some of uh, some Bible quotes that uh, I think are really important to me and are touch on this subject. Um, the first one I believe is from uh, Matthew. You're welcome. Gift of God. The gift of God. Uh, first one's from Matthew, and it says, uh, For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. What do you think about that, huh, Doug? First thing that really came to mind was, is that what you said when you were hiking down there in South America? Is that your thought process? Did I try to move? Did I try to move the mountain? No, I did not try to move the mountain. I was trying to move my wife's hundred pound backpack. (laughs) No, in all sincerity, I do think that's a great quote. One I've read many times, and um, I do think you got to start somewhere when it comes to having faith. Kind of piggyback piggybacks on what Craig was saying earlier, Um, or one of y'all, maybe you were saying starting with the first step somewhere. You know, you got to have faith to even start the first step, and having something just as small as mustard seed is is uh is a good place to start it's a it's a nice little analogy example etc i like that one a lot honestly yeah it may not have a whole lot of uh influence on this but ever you know since i really thought about this quote um i started putting mustard on everything that i eat so (laughs) (laughs) it may be a good thing it may not be a positive thing i don't know yet mustard is good on hot dogs (laughs) what kind of mustards do y'all have over there actually is there a bunch of different ones or is it man i'm really not gotta ask shockingly i know we have creole have a couple different ones. I think we, we have, have spicy, Dijon, maybe spicy, yeah. spicy Dijon, uh, just regular. Awesome. I want to know. Sorry you said for the you segue. Been, I just no, it's a great segue, <laughs> Craig. I want to know. You said you've been putting mustard on the hot dog, or I mean mustard on all your stuff since you've been thinking about it. How long have you been thinking about that quote? Uh, I don't really know the time frame that's been going on, <laughs> but it, it's definitely one that has uh, stuck out. That's an awesome um, quote. Certainly, when you ever, you hear it in mass, uh, it's something that you think about. Man, I'm just gonna throw this mountain across, across the uh, skyline over here. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so it definitely gets my attention. Uh, there's another one about the uh, uprooting a mustard tree or something like that and telling it to go jump in the ocean. Might be um, the fig tree. One. Yeah, it might be a fig tree. Fig tree. I mean, you're really stuck on that mustard situation, <laughs> bro. <laughs> no, that is a great quote. Um, another. Uh, point of faith I thought about and I was just mentioning this to y'all earlier is I read this book called Wild by a lady named Cheryl Strayed have y'all ever heard of that book I've uh, I saw the movie of it oh um, you saw the movie I didn't I saw the that. movie yeah okay. uh, Reese Witherspoon is in it yeah there's famous girl okay that's who's in it. I haven't seen the movie I read the book have you heard of Into the Wild Into yes okay I've heard of it I it's kind of so I read that mm-hmm. book really loved it watched the movie was solid Into the Wild it's really man I really like the shack, but in the wild, it's like right up there for me. And John's actually the one I was looking for a book to read. You're the one who put me on that book. You Remember like that me? one better than uh, Wild at Heart? I liked Wild at Heart a lot too, but yes, I will say I liked Into the Wild a little better. Um, and 
wild at heart that's a deep like slow mover like i read into the wild in a day and a half i couldn't put that book down and i really don't read a ton because i've read a boat ton in school especially law school and i read a fair amount at work i don't really have <laughs> the time i have i don't really want to spend reading but into the wild was so good i was looking for something like that to read which is kind of weird i'm about to read uh just mercy here so that should tell you how good i think it really is and um in doing it i found the book called um well that book actually i remember whenever you i recommended it to you you kept sending me highlighted stuff of I did, uh, yeah, quotes I was, and stuff that were meaningful to you or things uh most of them were relevant to traveling and getting out of your comfort zone and doing uh, doing things that you maybe wouldn't normally do or were hesitant to do. Um, I certainly think that you've implemented some of those things since the time, in the mm-hmm. time frame that I met you. Yeah, I really did. But, um, and really fantastic book. I got a little jogged off there with our book about what just called wild, but this long story short, the girl in the book, um, hikes the Pacific crest trail. She had gone through like a boat ton of stuff in her life um lost her mom who she was really close with um and it was like a downhill spiral she winds up um she was married goes through a divorce with her husband and john you can correct me if i'm wrong some of this because you've seen the movie and then she gets i think wound up in drugs pretty good and she had a pretty low point in her life and was just looking i think for a way to to uh, get things turned around and she sees this book about hiking the pacific crest trail which is from like california through oregon into washington and she's never been a hiker, had like really no yeah. hiking experience Zero. whatsoever. Yeah. Wow. How long is that trail? How many thousand miles? I don't know exactly. It's a, it's a tons. Yeah. Tons it's, of it's miles. Yeah. And so she winds up no hiking experience. And we're not talking like the glamping situation that the three of yeah. us are accustomed to in Highlands. Um, this is like out in the middle of nowhere for days. And she winds up doing it for, I think she goes about three months, John. Do you remember how long that was? I think it took her for, uh, between three and four months. And she would leave herself like packages at different cities like that would come to her with like new supplies and things like that. And she talks a lot in that book about faith and having the faith to just, just do it. Just do it. That's right. And it literally turned her whole life around. She found herself. She has obviously written this book on it. She winds up getting married. She has kids. Just an amazing story of, of someone having the faith I'm not going to lie. I mean, I do a lot of hunting. I've been done some hiking, like being alone with yourself and not only alone with yourself, we're talking in the middle of nowhere for hundreds of miles. Um, truly incredible. So another one that I would, um, speak to a little bit, but she, she was quoted in the book and said, I simply made a leap of faith and pushed on in the direction I'd never been. And she, I found that really powerful. She was at a place she needed to take a step. And sometimes it's just taking that first step, which I know, Craig, you've talked a lot about in some previous episodes. Um, you know, can't climb the mountain all at once. Mm-hmm. you got to just take a step. And like John said, you don't see that next step. You know, it's, if you just know it's going to be there, you take that step knowing that there will be something in front of your feet, even though you can't physically see it. So having that faith helps you kind of discover, in her case, her purpose in life, helps her have this sort of awakening to what's possible and to know that, you know, deep down, if you believe and you have faith, you can accomplish these insurmountable sort of obstacles. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just looked up the, uh, 
the trail, and the distance is 2,650 miles. Miles. Yeah. yeah, like that's just incredible. Uh, so it's from California to Oregon to Washington, uh, and reach, it stopped at the Canadian border. <clears throat> yeah, she does get off course a time or two, and like weather elements played into it, but she hiked the majority of it. It's truly incredible. Well, look, guys, um, segueing into the second part of this is um, what about examples of things we have faith in? I, I think John uh, made a good point, and I think of it too, obviously having faith in God. We're all in that boat sitting here, but are there other things in life? One that sticks really out to me is you got to have faith in yourself, you know, that you can accomplish or have the wherewithal inner strengths to do things. What about y'all? What y'all think? No, I agree. And, um, you know, being in uh, the medical field, um, people who come in and see us for treatment, they have to have faith that we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We're competent and we're going to do whatever procedures, whatever treatment that is necessary and appropriate for their condition. So uh, I think Greg Green and I see that on a daily basis, how people have to put their faith uh, in healthcare in our hands and allow us to do what is necessary in order to improve whatever may be ailing them. What do you think, Greg Green? No, I I agree completely. Um, You know, a lot of times, you know, you can get stronger faith by preparing, right? You think that you have better skill set or you have more knowledge that you can, that you can do it, but just having faith in who you are as a person, you know, a creation of God, you can do anything. And a lot of times we need validation or we have all this fear, but just faith to know that, that you're going to make the right decision and you might make some wrong decisions, but it's going to get you where you're headed. Um, you know, life can be hard at times. And I think faith is deep, deep down is knowing that it will get better you know, taking that next step. Um, you know, if, if we didn't have faith, you know, I would have a hard time flying an airplane 35,000 feet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wrote that down. That, Great example. That dude. pilot is going to get me where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm not in control of the situation. I'm sitting back and there's this thing, you know, 35,000 feet, it's flying at ever fast, 400 miles an hour. And so, or, you know, it's just, it's interesting. So without faith, you know, we couldn't expect, that things would turn out all right for us, no matter what the situation might be. I'd you get know, that on, kind of. I would. I would definitely hop on that airplane uh, if we were going to go down. As long as they give me a parachute, I'd love this guy <laughs> again. Yeah, that, that leads me to when I think about when you were saying that. I also think about you know you got to have faith in Uber drivers, etc. And soon to be one day, especially for our green buddy Green Paul. <laughs> You just have faith in the car so drive itself. Self-driving like, cars. Man, self-driving I, know car. I know we're back on this. We will Revisiting. have an episode, as promised, some point, just strictly related to well, we have self-driving cars. <laughs> and I think that's true, Craig. You mentioned like faith that situations will get better. Uh, I like to look at it as a little saying. There's actually a country song on it, I think, called Every Storm Runs Out of Rain. Oh, yeah. Eventually it does. In one way or another, whatever is going on, have faith that the storm is eventually going to run out of rain, so to speak. Uh, one of the other quotes that I wrote down, there was a Bible quote uh, relevant to this particular topic, is um, from First uh, Corinthians 2 to 5. Um, Your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So those are the quotes that I had written down for today. What do you think about that, Hot Dog? I really like that. I don't know why you're smiling. I like that <laughs> so much. But, uh, yeah, I think it starts with that, and I think that um, God also gives us wisdom. To potentially help us out and you know one of the help us help others out and one of the things i wrote down is um i really had to have faith that y'all would do the podcast with me <laughs> uh, i really did 
I mean, faith that you'll still show up to record so people aren't just listening to Hot Dog. You had to, you had to have the faith after we said yes, we'd have the follow through. In yeah, order the to follow get through. To it. And you know, like, I sat here seriously at the start of this. Cause are you saying that I don't follow through with what I say I'm going to do? Mm. What, what kind of accusations are you making, sir? <laughs> you do follow through for the most part. I actually will say that. I won't even give you a hard time about that. Craig, not as much as Craig. He has my back 100% of the time, all the time. I times. know, he does. Uh, you, on the other hand. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, had to have. I was sitting here right when we started this, and Craig was talking, and I was listening to him, no doubt. But I was also off in my own thoughts for a second, and I was like, "Man, we're almost to ten episodes. Somehow, we've all found a way to do this. We keep recording, and I, a lot of that thanks goes to the people listening to us. I think that's been motivating, and like Craig just said, and could probably speak on a little validation that this is getting us somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, you know to share with our listeners our thoughts. I mean, we really this is what we did together before the podcast helping each other bouncing ideas talking about life because at the end of the day this is a journey we're all on together and we all have to have faith that we can count on our brothers and sisters to get us there and knowing that you know god's got our got our back and you kind of you mentioned a, a biblical quote and for those of us that are christians you know we do rely on the bible and, and faith in god to get us through a lot of these tough times and there's a a story and my wife will, will kill me if I don't get this right because she's somewhat of a theologian. But, you know, the story of the book of Job, I don't know if you know about that, but there's this guy named Job, you know, believed strongly in God, held high his faith. Um, but basically one day the story goes, the devil pays God a visit and basically says, you know, he has all this stuff, right? So Job's got family, money, land, um, and he was reasoning with God saying, Job's so faithful because you've given him all these great things. Mm -hmm. And I bet you if I start taking some of that stuff away, um, he's going to lose his faith. And God disagreed, but, you know, was up for the challenge. Um, and Job slowly starts getting his livestock taken away, his money, his family, his friends, his health. And at the time when his wife was saying he should curse God, Job didn't. He remains faithful. And, and at the end of the day, God restores all of his worldly possessions, his family, his health. And, you know, the moral of the story is, you know, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So times might be bad and you want to throw in a, the proverbial towel, but, you know, just don't lose faith. And, of course, in this case, believe in God because he has your back no matter how rough the road may get. And so that was kind of an interesting story about at least the biblical um, figure's faith going mm -hmm. through these times. But he, he was convicted. He stayed strong in his beliefs. Stayed the course. Stayed the course. Well, there's another... Uh uh, recent, more recent story than biblical times, um, and y'all probably have heard it, but I just heard it again uh, yesterday when I was at a funeral um, about the person who wrote the song "It Is Well with My Soul." I don't know if y'all heard that. I don't know that, that song. I have actually. Mm. So I maybe heard it and don't know the title. The guy has unbelievable tragedy. Um, loses his wife. Loses all of his possessions. Loses his daughters and. His daughters were killed at sea, and at the point where they were coming across, the captain of the ship, whenever he was traveling across again, said, this is the area where, um, you know, the accident happened, where the ship went down, where your daughters were lost. And it was at that point where he wrote the lyrics to the song, It Is Well With My Soul. I don't know if any of you have ever heard it, but it's a beautiful song. Uh, there's a newer version that just came out, uh, and you can hear it on uh, Christian radio, uh, but it, it's an interesting story in that, you know, this guy's entire family was taken away from him. And at that point in time, he wrote this praise and worship song that was just unbelievably beautiful. 
That's awesome. Um, great I, story. I, I think I've heard it, but I'm, now I'm going to go listen to it again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I wish I had the specifics of it uh, so I could tell you the guy's name. Uh, but that is definitely the, the name of the song. I think that's a good transition to both those stories into um, when do we need faith in life? Like in, in Craig's biblical story you just gave and in, in your story with the fellow there. Um, I think that it can be something simple. We need faith. Just to, we're having faith just to know that we're going to wake up the next day or hoping we're going to wake up. It's not given to us, but hoping we're going to wake up, that we have a job there, that, you know, come home to our families or my dog here, that, you know. If I don't get back on time, my boss is going to let me go. <laughs> <laughs> we all do have to somewhat not worry about those things, but that there will be whatever clients, that we have clients come through the door, that y'all have patients. Um, who come over there to treat and need our services. Uh, and it can be stuck. It can be also like, you know, faith in the football team that they're going to pull out the win for us. Mm-hmm. When we're at the games. What about what is what y'all think examples of when we would, you know, need faith in our mm-hmm. lives, anything come personal stories or examples. Well, I, I think faith is needed uh, throughout your life, even whenever you don't even know what that may mean. Um, yeah. You're subconsciously not, you know, thinking about it, I guess. So having small children, um, you know, like I have a three-year-old, um, seeing the way that he trusts and believes that I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to do what is necessary to feed him, to get him to where he needs to go, to make him happy. Uh, it's a tangible thing that you can just see in their eyes that they have complete trust and belief and faith in you personally. It's, Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Um, for those of you who have kids, I'm sure you probably had similar experiences with this. Um, so I think it even starts off early on in life, even before you you may even know what it is or know what it means. Um, have you had any similar experiences with, you, with your girls? Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome, especially with children. You know, right. They just have complete faith that they're safe, they're secure, they're loved, and and it's just so awesome. I think as we get go through life and we have all these life experiences and putting that in quotes— uh, all these bad things that happen, it starts to tear down that inner child in us, except mm-hmm. John Steve. Inner child is alive and well. <laughs> but, alive and well. Yeah. well said, you know, but that's what brings all this stress and anxiety and fear and uncertainty and insecurity. And it's just, I think faith can trump that and overcome that. You just think back situations in the past when you made it through something. At the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens to a lot of people, but you always come out, right? We're still alive. We're still on earth. There's so many friends and family and opportunities and so just having faith uh i think is a pathway to finding your way through those things and, and if that means relying on family friends uh counselors clergy books this podcast <laughs> all of these things can be a, a vehicle to kind of finding your way through those and having faith that you know what right now is rough but it's gonna happen Yeah, really well said, Craig. And a couple other things came to my mind with this. First, when you were just saying, you know, normally we're still alive, still on earth, but even when our day comes to an end, you know, I always like to walk around with my snap of the finger, one second's gone, one second closer to eternity, because I really do personally have a lot of faith and belief in something that we can't see, honestly. (laughs) Like, I don't know exactly what's entailed, but I have a lot of faith that there, there is eternal happiness out there, and and that's where I'm, God willing, hopefully heading. Uh, but having faith in that, even when times are, you know, what feels like the roughest, when we lose a loved one, like John was just at a funeral the other day, and, that, and that's tough on a family, et cetera. But the fact that that person 
is going to to eternal happiness would be the way I would see it. So there's also that's one of the biggest, obviously, low hanging fruits in a lot of sense of the word. Um, but for me personally, what do y'all think about that? No, you're right. It kind of reminds me of a, another quote from a song from a, an artist who had some really deep, profound uh, lyrics. And I'll read the quote and see if you can, you know, think of the artist. All right. Got a game, John. Because I got to have faith. Ooh, <laughs> I got to have faith because I got to have faith, faith, faith. I got to have faith, faith, faith. <sighs> Boy, George. <laughs> <laughs> Close. George Michael. George Michael. Oh, God. <laughs> George Michael Hobbs Club. John, you were pretty close to that. What's going over here? <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that was great. I love it. Hey, another one that comes to me is like kids in school or athletes on a, in a uh, playing a game, having um, faith in a coach to execute a game plan or to teach them how to play a sport. Or a teacher, obviously. You know, as a student, you got to have a lot of faith in the teacher that, you know, they're, what they're telling you is right. Or even y'all as parents, when you send your kids to school, probably putting a lot of faith in the, uh, the early childhood center, John, where uh, Tiny's been and, and where Lucia, baby Lucia's going to go. <laughs> and uh, Elijah, a.k.a. Elijah. And Craig, same thing. Y'all been through that a little bit with putting your kids through school and things like that. And um, can y'all speak to that a little bit? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, deal. You know, you you first start going through that process. Um, you know, it's not easy to go and drop your kids off at strangers, uh, particularly early child care or that school. Uh, so it's it's an interesting thing to to put your kids' livelihood in someone else's hands. Um, you now, for me. You know, just what we wanted to do. My wife wanted to continue working uh, after a period of time staying home. So that's what we decided to do. So that was what we were doing moving forward. But I, it was much more emotionally uh, difficult for my wife. Uh, a lot of tears shed over the first few weeks. Uh, I'm not surprised it wasn't that difficult for you. You, know, you just said, like, <laughs> put yourself in the hands of strangers. And it immediately jogged <clears throat> to that first time I met you. When you wouldn't quit stalking me to play tennis. I did not ask you to get in my hands. I wanted you to play tennis with me. <laughs> That's still, a pretty big difference. I see, yeah, kind of. It's not mentally. It's very similar. I had to put a little faith in that you were a decent person in humanity out there. I was. I know. It is pretty scary to go into a public area and meet somebody to play tennis. <laughs> For a grown man. <laughs> For well, a grown magical be, child. big harass. <laughs> Well, I was being harassed, so I was like, man, I don't know. But I had to have faith that you were a halfway decent person. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's what I thought of when I thought of strangers. <laughs> I thought of you. <laughs> but you're not the only one. People see you in the street randomly picking on people, and they're, they're scared, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas and what made you pump the brakes. And this week, we've got John hitting the gas. Johnny boy. <laughs> Hey, hey. Um, yeah, like we talked about earlier, um, a good friend of mine's dad passed away this week. Uh, love you, Stu. Um, and you know, it just keeps reminding me of things that we've talked about in the past, um, that you need to appreciate your loved ones while they're here. Make sure that you uh, say what you need to say to them before they're gone and let them know that you appreciate them. Um, so it just inspired me to, um, you know, continue to push forward and 
and try to have better relationships with family and friends. So that's what made me hit the gas this week. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, Craig Cream, what made you hit the brakes, buddy? You know, so I do uh, interventional pain management, which for those of you that don't know, it's putting injections in people's joints or neck or back into structures that hurt to make them feel better. So I've been doing this for about 13 years. Uh, I treat about 40 patients every Monday and Wednesday at the surgery center where we're giving them epidurals and nerve blocks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because you do it for so long and it just becomes like autopilot. But at the end of the day, a lot of these injections are, um, you know, we're navigating some, some pretty tricky structures. And there was this one individual, we did a, a shot from the front of his neck into a nerve root to help his pain that's going in from his neck down his shoulder and done hundreds of these, but we do use some numbing medicine, uh, once we're in there, uh, to block the nerve. Well, after the injection, he was doing okay, but he was having some trouble swallowing. Like he had a lump in his throat and kind of coughing a little bit. And what happened is the medicine had numbed some of the nerves in his throat. But, you know, when you're putting a needle by, you know, carotid arteries and trachea and all these important blood vessels, just the reality of what you're doing, you know, things can go great all the time until they don't. And, right. you know, when the numbing medicine wore off, he was fine. But just that the, the reality of, you know, in healthcare, we have to be perfect, right? We're doing all these procedures. And statistically, you know, I've probably done tens of thousands of these. Something should have happened negative. But fortunately, it hasn't. You know, I've done for 13 years now and no one's died or had infections or any kind of nerve damage. So that's good. I have a good track record, but it just makes you kind of put the brakes on and, and the reality of what you're doing and you're helping these people, but there's always a chance something could happen and God forbid that would ever happen. It, it just it makes you take a step back and, you know, uh, you know, appreciate what you're doing for people, but also, you know, some, it makes you stop every now and then. Yeah, look at the magnitude or the gravity of the situation. Sure. Man, I appreciate you sharing that, dude. No, yeah. yeah. Great story. Because I mean, we do kind of take, I always joke around, Craig, shooting people up over there. And I mean, that's my way of saying it. But what you're doing is pretty um, pretty technical and very serious and, and obviously helping a lot of people out at the same time, man. Well, you know, all, all, all the healthcare providers out there, you know, doing the best they can with the skills they have. And we, as a team, rely on each other. And you have faith that your training was good and appropriate and that you're going to do the right thing and and we we do but it's interesting you think about sports and baseball if you bat 300 that's pretty good right yeah well you bat 300 in our field (laughs) you you know you're you're in in bad shape yeah (laughs) so anyway anyway it's uh it was cool it was was interesting but um he was fine numbing medicine wore off and fortunately his pain went away but definitely hit the brakes yeah man well said (laughs) before we close john i have a question i'm out you're welcome what is going on on that sheet of paper you got in front of you? <laughs> that artwork um, you've drawn. It's, a, it's like, it's, it's unfinished. It's a work of art in progress. A workboard? It's a work of art in progress. Yeah, it looks you like You can't appreciate the full magnitude till yeah. I'm done. Golly. I, I think we'll take a picture of that and post that as well. Cause <laughs> it looks like Tiny could have done it, to be completely honest with you. I've been wondering what the heck is going on over there this whole time. I'm taking a I'm picture right now. Perfect, Greg. I'm hard at it. All right, guys. Look, we appreciate everyone uh, listening in to us this week. Wanted, we wanted to leave you with a few thoughts. Um, we implore all our listeners to never lose faith and hope, no matter what situation you are in your life. Uh, if you're working toward a goal, keep at it. If you're in a rough place in, in your personal life, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Every storm will um, eventually run out of rain. And the human spirit is, is very strong. Lean on support systems, as Craig likes to say in some of the previous episodes. 
uh, when you feel like your faith may be being shaken or you may be being tested out there, lean on those support systems. You know, and the enemy fights the hardest when you're closest to your breakthrough. So if you're going through this journey, just uh, have faith and just know your best days are ahead. That's awesome, brother. And look, uh, we'd appreciate y'all hitting us up on social media, Facebook or Instagram at Who's Driving Your Park Podcast. Um, Let us know some of the examples of maybe where your faith has pulled you through some difficult situations. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?